Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Hey everybody, we have a special guest today. We have the director, Salvador Simo, and we're going to be talking about his newest uh, directing uh, achievement, which is Boonwell and the Labyrinth of the Turtles. So, first of all, uh, Salvador, can you tell our... Um, our audience just a little bit about yourself hello uh well um, uh, I, I i started animation like 30 years ago uh, in, uh, actually in, in in la uh and as a, in, in the 2d animation world and then i mean along all these years i i've been doing uh, some 3d animation bfx and uh, and then some small uh, projects uh, as a director, but uh, this is my first feature film and uh, the first uh, opportunity that I had to to make a film about uh, a great character uh, and a great director, uh, Luis Buñuel, and in my country that is Spain, so that that was a huge honor. And so, so you've worked at Disney or worked with Disney in the past. Um, you've done things such yep. as like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, you worked on the Jungle Book, um, Goofy and Max, a, a lot of in like Skyfall. And so you've worked on a lot of these major films. Why was this so important to tell the story of uh, Louis Bonwell? Well, I mean, I think all these uh, all these uh, films and all these works. Uh, they they were uh, teaching me many things and many techniques and I think everything come came uh, uh, is like all was aligned to to be applied and to be used in 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 this film mm-hmm. because I mean we 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 did this film into the animation but it had many techniques and many things that were came from from what I learned and working in all these all these uh, all these projects. And uh, Buñuel it was uh, a character that, uh, that uh, a world that it, it needed to be expressed in a in a in a very uh, open and free way. So we needed uh, to have. To, I mean, we didn't want that, that have the restriction of the technique to 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 express and to to. To, real, to realize in, in this film, so I mean, it, it, it's like all your life it came to this point that uh, okay, that's why I, I did all these things. So. Excellent. Um, so what what about uh, Boonwell's story like really touched you? Because like to me personally, um, I had never heard of uh, Louis Boonwell. Um, when I watched it with uh, my co-host Caleb Masters, he knew all about him, but I in my ignorance, had no idea who he was. Like, I had heard of Salvador Dali, but I had never heard of Boonwell. So what made you want to do a story about Boonwell in particular? Well, I mean, actually, I, uh, in, in Spain, I mean, it's, 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 it's quite known. I mean, not as much as, as, as I would like, but, uh, I mean, my father was a uh, big fan of Luis Boonwell, and I remember when I was a kid, he was uh, telling me about this film, the, the Exterminating Angel, about these characters that they couldn't go out of the room, and I, 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 guess I was asking to my father, well, I don't understand why they cannot go out. So I mean, it, somehow my father, I mean, 
transmit me this this passion about Luis Buñuel. And later on, when I was in the film school, I was able to 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 know him a little bit more. But mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I mean, it, it it in some way. I mean, I would like that the, the young generations to be able to to know Luis Buñuel because his films are really transgressors nowadays. I mean. I doubt that some of his films will, I mean, if he wanted to do it now, he will be able to do it because his message is really strong. And I will I will say that probably the young generation will be surprised that actually these films are more aligned with what they thought that, uh, that uh, maybe what they are aware of. So you um, co-wrote and directed this uh, film how much of the yeah. um, surrealist type of influences did you want to uh, contribute to this film? Because I, I, you, there's a lot that are sprinkled throughout, but then there's that main scene where everything just kind of happens when he's in the bakery and uh, you see the baguettes and they start to uh, they start to wither, and then he walks out and it looks like everybody's closing in on him, and then he sees the elephants with the giant legs, so. How, like when you were when you were you know part writing this and you know directing this like how much of this did you want did you want to add more um do you felt like you added just enough or like what type of uh you know well, I mean, influence did you want to use in this well uh, actually it was uh the main goal when we were uh, writing and, and and the film and and, and doing the the, the the actual uh, boarding and all of that. It, it was not actually think about the sublime. It, it was all, always thinking about the story, the story, the story, okay. the story. It was what was calling the shots. I mean, what we wanted to tell about the characters, his conflicts, and then the way. Once we we know what we want to express, then we try to find out the way to express it. And of course, the sublime it was there because it was the the the, the, the his art and and. The way he he chose to to change the world and express himself, so we had to do it in that way. So the the, the surrealism was more uh, uh, the way to communicate, and then what we want to communicate is the story, and that was always what is was calling the shots, the story. Now, why animation instead of something like uh, live action? So, because I I noticed they and and it's a big part of this film where you'll have your animated elements and then whenever we're doing something to actually show the film that was being made, we have all of the live action elements that are going on uh, from the film. So why did we, like, what was the uh, idea behind showing the animation style and then the live action instead of just doing this all as one live action? Okay, so, uh, look, I mean, I think nowadays... um... I mean, maybe 50 years ago, people will say, okay, let's do this film in animation because we cannot do it in, in live action. Uh, but nowadays, you can do everything. In, with the BFX, you can do everything look like live action. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I think animation, it brings something different. I think when, for example, when uh, your grandfather, my grandfather or, or, or some storytelling, a storyteller is telling stories to the kids, I mean, just even before he started to talk, the kids are already 
open. I mean, the, his mind, their mind is open to to explore a new world that is going to be created for them or who is going to be told for them. And they, they will create this world, uh, this world as, at the same time he's, they are hearing the story of this person. So animation is a little bit the same. I mean, when you go to see a film in animation, you are, your mind is already ready to, uh, to, to be uh, uh, immersed in a world that is going to be totally new and, and different. So in this case, we wanted to use animation to put the people in this world, but at the same time, tell them, look, this is real. I mean, we are going to tell you the story about how this person is, uh, how, what is this person feeling and thinking, but there is some parts of this story that are real, that this happens for real. And that is when it comes uh, the, the footage of the actual documentary, because we wanted the audience to know that that was what was happening. Even if we had uh, refilmed that or maybe just uh, had done it in animation, it wouldn't have worked in the same way because I mean, we can think, oh, well, this is part of the story. This can be true or not. But showing it this way, it shows that actually this was real. This happened. And this is not something that we shot. It was shot in 1932. So it also brings us a time perspective that this story, it's a story, or this documentary is a documentary that was done a lot of time. It's almost like 90 years ago. So... Yeah, you have to think about perspective. I mean, nowadays we can see the things in one way, but in that time things were different. Mm -hmm. So that that was a little bit the the, the, the surrounding on, on on why we choose it in this way. So, what is the main thing that you want um, your viewers to take away from this film? Well, I would like that they know a little bit more uh, Luis Buñuel, but also I would like that they know a little bit more Ramon Atin, that he was a, a great artist, barely known, and he was a wonderful person. And uh, both of them, they had a friendship that was uh, very special. And, and that was also something that we wanted to tell, mm -hmm. because um, I think... Uh, something that Ramon did that was actually something that struck me when when I when I read it is that uh, he was talking with with Luis Buñuel one day that we're having they were having some wines and they he told him oh no worries I got the letter I will uh, I will pay you the documentary and then actually three weeks later he got the lottery and he gave the money to Luis Buñuel to make the documentary and we are talking about 1930s and it was quite a lot of money, and Ramona Singh was an artist that he was really tight on it. So he was not rich. The money was necessary mm -hmm. for him, but he kept his work. So I would like to ask if you think that nowadays people will keep his work on that. And that's something that it honors him. It tells you a lot about the person and a lot about how we behave day by day. I mean, some some... I mean, nowadays we say one thing and then we do another one, and, and we, um, I, that's a personal message. I mean, I, I, I think that we, in showing him, showing the, the, the audience that actually this is a value that it, it needs to keep. Uh, that people need to think about these things. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it's important. 
I, I completely agree. Um, I, I know myself, again, being being ignorant in um, Boonwell when I started this experience made me want to, and I, was, uh, I went on Amazon and I purchased a couple books on him uh, last night after I had um, watched the film. So I know it, it's, it's something that I definitely want to get into, and I thank you so much for creating this film because it's opening up new possibilities for me, and I'm hoping it will also open up new possibilities for everybody else as well. Wow, thank you very much. I mean, it, it makes me so happy to hear your words because, I mean, it, 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 it's an honor. I mean, to hear that and, and to hear that actually inspire you in some way to, to keep uh, knowing this amazing character. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I hope that it teaches you a lot. I mean, uh, in the same way that he teach me, I mean, I mean, knowing about him and knowing about his life and his way of thinking, mm-hmm. it really me a lot in many ways. And so maybe in some things I might be agree or not agree, but I think one of the things that inspired me a lot is that he was authentic. With his, with his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. He didn't care if the people are agree or not of what he think it was right. So he kept on it, he fight for it, and he expressed himself in the way that he was, he thought he was right, defending what he was thinking that it was the, the, the right way to do. So that, that's, that's inspiring. Exactly, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much, Salvador, for coming on and talking with us. I really appreciate it. Um, and everybody it's definitely it's... go see uh, Boonwell and the Labyrinth of Turtles. So again, Salvador, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for talking with me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks, thanks to you for for listening to me and for giving me the opportunity to explain you a little bit more about the film. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Have a great afternoon. You too. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye.